Hi guys, welcome to the small mini series of season roundups. And today we have season roundup for Manchester City. Uh, we have with us Samar Ragvesh and a usual on the podcast Shuja with us. Um, as you know, uh, Shuja is a City fan, and we'll just head right into it, and we'll just take the initial reaction from Shuja with the current game that has concluded. Uh, Shuja. given that it is a city roundup and everything but it's really important to 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 pick the nerve how scared do you feel after that 4-1 victory at old trafford and ronaldo coming back as a city fan what's what's your first thoughts on that not that scared i mean it was newcastle uh, but yeah obviously two really good goals from ronaldo Uh, was expecting wasn't expecting him to get a brace on his debut. I thought he'd take some time to settle in, but yeah, uh, overall it was a good debut. And uh, uh, I I thought the for the second goal the keeping from the keep uh, from Newcastle's keeper was very poor, but yeah, all credit to Ronaldo. He did his usual thing, and uh, I'm not that scared from a City perspective. I think uh, there are much tougher games ahead. Uh, we'll see what he does in the big games against you know better defenders and better keepers. Right, but head to head, uh, how do you see yourself faring as a, a city faring against United this season? Um, it'll be very close. I can't really say uh, that City will win or United will win, uh, but you know, uh, seeing the overall collective gameplay from Manchester City, they play the better football, and um, I expect them to win. But uh, it can go either ways, right? Because Ronaldo is somebody who uh, doesn't need the team to play well to score. So anything can happen, but yeah, I I tip the scale in City's favor because right. of their collective. <laughs> okay, just bringing in uh, Samar and then Ragvesh on just uh, what are your initial thoughts on the overall uh, City's business this season and the overall transfer activity? I mean, uh, a big gain coming in in the form of uh, Grealish, Jack Grealish. But then a lot of misses as well. Kane not coming, and then you know certain departures not taking place. Likes of Bernardo Silva, which was tipped to move away from uh, Etihad. So all in all, how do you see uh, the transfer activity and the season panning out? So Guardiola says his squad is uh, stronger than last time around. And technically, if you look at the squads he had, his squad he had last year and the squad he has this year, you have to agree because. Uh, The only players who have left are Eric Garcia and Aguero, who were both not not like involved in any matter anyway. And he has Grealish coming in, but at the end of the day, I my personal opinion, I don't think this squad is much stronger because Grealish doesn't add much that City don't already have. I mean, he already has Foden and Sterling on the wing, and Grealish, even though I mean he's a signing for the future, I think they've signed him for six years. They expect to get a lot out of him. But I think everyone knows that what City needs is a goal scorer. I think even today's match showed that they need a goal scorer. And I can't understand if they did turn down Ronaldo, like if they did say no to Ronaldo. I don't understand the logic behind it. I mean, he's not the same player he was, but he still guarantees twenty twenty five goals. And I think last year they did they did get through the pandemic season. They did manage like all credit to Pep Guardiola. He's the one who navigated uh, COVID football the best. He figured out figured COVID football out. He slowed down speed and he figured. He uh, got away with another title, but I don't think that's happening this year. I think all the teams are better prepared. United have another twenty-five, twenty-five goals coming in from Ronaldo. Chelsea has another twenty, twenty-five goals coming from Lukaku. So I don't see how Grealish is going to help with that. 
I mean, that's why I'm here and that's why Guardiola is there. So I'm excited. I, I want to see how Guardiola is. Guardiola, at the, at the end of the day, he guarantees excitement. He guarantees like managers. So I'm excited to see how he handles. I'm pretty sure like in the team, a huge miss. But let's see what Pep does. Cool, yeah. Very candid reactions coming from you. Uh, very realistic. What about you, Raghvesh? What do you feel? Yeah, so actually they kind of summed it up. Uh, so if you look at the overall transfer window, others uh, team obviously have uh, you know invested and done kind of better for us. Uh, we signed Grealish, of course. Uh, so if you look at player profile, he does fit. Uh, you know, City the way City plays, he does fit into the picture. Hundred price being slightly overpriced, uh, but yeah. But the main challenges, if you look at City, of course, goal scoring, goal scoring being one one of them. which is obviously the most uh, important one for us right now because in champions league or even again big teams uh, for the last since the last season uh, we have been struggling and it was one of the key factors that needed to be addressed we went for kane twice i think 120 was rejected then 150 was also rejected he was the prime target but uh, i think if the transfer talks for ronaldo was going on um, the city should have so been but uh, what's done is done i'm optimistic about the squad guardiola does handle things a uh, lot better way uh, yeah but uh, it will be fun to watch how they like it will be really exciting to watch obviously now the derby clash what will happen uh, and ronaldo being obviously a threat but our defense is solid so i'm not that worried uh, but yeah in terms of goal scoring i think uh, we needed someone with aguero goal a little bit uh, yeah 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 thank you uh, a little bit of light on the entire ronaldo saga i mean there are a lot of rumors and there are a lot of conspiracy theories that you know city was never really interested in uh, ronaldo at the first place and it was an implanted news and uh, there was no co- official communication i mean shuja we have talked about this in the past but would you like to go into the details a little bit here and tell our listeners that what was the entire ronaldo saga all about and i call it a conspiracy theory but like you had a take on it would you like like just go ahead and share it with us right okay so uh, my take is the same as yours i really don't think city was ever interested in getting cristiano because uh, if they had to go for anyone 30 years and older or you know go for a player who is in his late 30s i think they would have gone for messi but they didn't because uh, they already invested in grealish had it been a few days earlier had messi left so i think they would have really gone for messi but that was not the case and the thing is like everybody mentioned they need a solid number 9 with the departure of aguero and uh, the kind of players they were linked to the likes of haland and harry kane it didn't make sense that they went for ronaldo because the signings that they've been doing especially uh, you know their uh, sporting department and guardiola they make signings that you know last like for a good time and players who fit their profile with cristiano the thing is like you know then it, uh, the kind of game city plays it's a collective effort right even last year they did not have any striker or a solid number 9 but the goals were pitched in from everywhere everybody stepped up at some point in the game and they scored gundogan scored De Bruyne scored, Sterling scored, uh, even Bernardo Silva pitches, pitches in. So that's the kind of game they play. But uh, that, I don't know how long that can last because in games like Champions League, like we saw in the final, a uh, striker really would have helped against Chelsea. They didn't have that, uh, and yeah. So I think they, they what they need is somebody who can you know play for them for good five years. 
so i don't think they were ever interested in ronaldo uh, other that being said uh, my my view on it is that you, he just wanted to leave juventus cuz maybe he you know he realized that you know his time at italy was done and there's not much that he can achieve with that juventus team or you know not come that much into the spotlight uh so yeah he i think he orchestrated a move away from it because he was linked to psg as well and when psg and real madrid both openly uh, said uh, in the media that you know they're not interested in ronaldo then i think uh, he linked himself to manchester city when i say him not him i think the people in his surroundings linked him to manchester city and he knew that united uh, would get riled up uh, united fans and you know united would get riled up at the sight of you know uh, a board a billboard in manchester saying welcome to manchester in blue yeah so, right mm-hmm. so i think uh, i think because united was never in the race for ronaldo right never ever did we ever hear that united is interested in signing him so uh, yeah that's what i think uh, it was just had it been any other team i don't think united would have even gone for him it's just that he was going to manchester city and they just swooped in one day before yeah so, but i think it's it's i don't know about a lot in the future i'm i'm that sort of a person that really likes teams that invest in young people or people or teams that can have academy players come in but i think you know ronaldo is going to be a real real threat this season and i mean yeah he he looks he looks in form and he looks in mood just look at him today it didn't take him long to get on the score sheet and uh, and just the overall lift is amazing but that being said an opportunity missed maybe for uh, manchester city uh regarding the departures uh, there were couple of players that i i think city wanted to get rid of on top of that list is obviously bernardo silva uh so how important do you feel was to get a few players off that list and uh, do you feel that uh, the midfield is sort of overcrowded which may become a problem or or the next way for guardiola is uh to play without a striker maybe and just to have a lot of midfielders and then goal coming goals coming in from all along because you see once this this city teams gets going goals is not a problem but like you said chelsea game was a tricky one in the uh, champions league final so uh how do you see city waving their way through this problem i mean if if ragvesh you could come in and then samer can follow follow it up yeah so the example that you just said the chelsea game in cl final uh actually we lost three games against chelsea the same season in the premier league uh, second i think it was second fixture and then again at carabao cup uh, in semi finals i think no not carabao cup or fa cup uh, sorry i got confused but yeah against uh, chelsea again yeah fa cup so uh, so twice uh, three times in the same season and uh, the scoreline was i think 1-0 or something so it was the same issue right uh, we were having trouble against scoring them so we know that chelsea is a very uh, after once to um, to uh, came into the picture they have been like a defensive masterclass so it was very, uh, really difficult scoring past them so the first challenge of course was that um in terms of midfield as you questioned uh, i think bernardo silva yes he was about to leave uh, even he said that guardiola openly said that he wants to leave i don't think there were any potential buyers uh, suited for him right now so he's staying 
he played today's game as well i didn't find that much impact but it's still fine i think it's getting crowded but if you look at uh, i think it's still balanced because um, so phil foden was out kdb was out they all i think uh, were included in the squad this time uh, so they were kind of required with raheem sterling completely out of form uh, the midfield li- lineup that we see right now is uh, either rodri or fernandinho then we have uh, if kdb is not there then gundogan is for sure and then uh, either it's bernardo or sometimes i think uh, right now one once everyone i think uh, is fit probably he won't get that much of playing time for sure because with kdb back in squad i think the perfect midfield will be uh, fernandinho or rodri and then gundogan or uh, and then of course uh, kdb will come in but i think he'll get some minutes to play for sure uh, but i think it's still look okay. so midfield is kind of city's uh, you know the best Uh, area right now and that's where we are relying even in terms of goal scoring as well like suja mentioned it before that they contribute a lot to the games gundogan did uh, we still haven't seen mahrez um, in a uh, from the wings uh, this season a lot but uh, optimistic about him too so actually i'm not that uh, uh, you know negative or any sort of that related to midfield being crowded now grilish is actually uh, fitting in we haven't i don't think we haven't seen the best of him yet but i think the best is yet to come from him also because he actually fits the profile of man city so right i don't know how true i am on this i mean samar can come in and then really shed some light i think what uh, really uh, grilish does is give some muscle to be very honest in the midfield i mean he's a strong holder of the ball and obviously he can give him some assists and goals Summer, your view on on Bernardo Silva not leaving, and you know a little crowded midfield, but an almost single strike, uh, a single striker, uh, Gabriel Jesus in the squad. Uh, how do you see the season panning out with that dynamic? Um, the midfield being crowded, I don't feel it affects uh, City negatively in any way. I feel it was City's greatest strength last year. Uh, because i think the main reason we won i mean city won the premier league is that uh, all the other squads had a had a very uh, insane lack of depth and we all know the fixture list last year was match every we were there was football we felt like there was football every day it was honestly exhausting to watch so i don't even know what the players were going through and city were really lucky because they had two players in every position like every single position they had two players to cover and i think that's what got them through last year because um, liverpool have as i think it's very well documented they have a very very thin squad like they don't have much beyond the starting level in my opinion united were very overreliant on uh, bruno fernandes um, chelsea i mean chelsea maybe if, the, if they had started the season under tuchel they have they have quite a lot of depth i in my opinion but they wasted a lot of months under uh, frank lampard and i feel that's the main reason that city won the premier league last year even more than the like the i feel the negative of not having a striker was counteracted by the crowded midfield or you know having two players in every position but obviously when you are when you are successful every year there's going to be players who want to leave and i feel more than city wanted to get rid of bernardo maybe bernardo wanted to be a starter somewhere somewhere he was assured of starting every game and some uh, a club that you know gives him the importance maybe he wants at this stage in his career and at city you can't get that city you know you might start two games and you might sit out the next three because that's the that's the quality there so i feel as far as pep and city is concerned bernardo staying is a good thing 
for city fans i feel bernardo just staying is definitely a good thing so it's going to be much harder than it was last year but i feel uh, city can city can do it godella can do it i think everyone everyone in the squad is going to have to pitch in at some point like shuja said and what grealish brings i'm a huge fan of grealish to be very honest i love watching faston via but i really don't uh, does he add anything that city don't already have he does add gail he does add he's going to earn them a lot of fouls for sure for coming in from the left he's one of the most difficult players to get off the ball he doesn't sing fast but when once he gets going it's really hard to get him off and he's going to earn them a lot of fouls a lot of penalties so i don't know what's the point cuz city city miss half the penalties they get anyway but i really like grealish but i don't i still don't think that's what they needed this year i would have loved i would have loved a grealish transfer to united even i would have loved a grealish to any other team but to city i really don't maybe i'll be proven wrong but i really feel they should have focused on getting kane in first kane's price kane's uh, asking price definitely went up because they spent 100 million on grealish i mean we all know daniel levy is one of the most uh, notorious negotiators in the market and once city paid 100 million for grealish there was no way he was uh, levy was going to settle for anything less than 180 or 150 million for harry kane because obviously harry kane is worth more than jack grealish and i feel i mean assimilal business was obviously much easier to get done because i think grealish was on a release contract and they just had to pay the 100 million and grealish wanted to come as well so it was much easier to get done but i think they made a big mistake by going for grealish this fast i, I feel they should have um, spent all their time and resources on getting a striker in that's still my opinion but let's see let's see what happens uh, but i don't think the crowding i don't think the excess of players is going to be a problem i think it's like as as usual got city is going to be competing on all four fronts they're not going to get knocked out of any tournament pretty quick so every player will have to pitch in at some point so let's see so yeah obviously quite a a deep squad in the midfield and a lot of goals coming in from midfield itself last season uh so then again a little bit of controversy i would like to just discuss a little bit about it i mean uh, mendy never like never got going and now with him being suspended do you see uh, a a lack or like a little bit of uh, you know insufficient players of in the full back position obviously uh, zinchenko being a midfielder has been turned into a wonderful full back but in the full back position with uh, walker and zinchenko do you feel mendy's uh, absence and uh, the overall mendy saga how does it affect uh, manchester city on the whole shuja if you could come in here yeah so i really don't think uh, city needs mendy he is dead wood to them as far as uh, they're concerned uh, he only plays whenever there's like a serious injury crisis or whenever pep needs to rotate the squad or you know rest the squad for like a big fixture or a champions league game or something like that uh they're pretty stacked in that area i think even nathan ake can play as left back nathan ake zinchenko cancelo so uh, i don't think uh, him being you know suspended really affects their full back department he was he was never really adding much right uh, i think cancelo is a much better full back than he is and uh, even if cancelo gets injured by some chance uh, there is always zinchenko and nathan ake who can uh, you know who are willing to play obviously so no i don't think in that aspect Oh, Mendy! Mendy transfer would have been much better, but I don't know why they didn't get rid of him this summer. So I, yeah, I, that's what I think. Right, and uh, just looking at the overall squad, I mean, uh, what do you see? Who will be the standout player this season for you? 
for me i think uh, this is phil fordens and uh, ferran torres season uh, obviously we know that they are capable of a lot uh, obviously i i cannot say that they will they will do everything for city this season obviously you know their uh, what do you say the the regulars will pitch in like kevin de bruyne and you know stalling all those people will pitch in mares but uh, yeah i expect phil forden and uh, ferran torres to be much more uh, relevant this season than they were last season so yeah that's my prediction right and uh, coming to uh, samer and ragvish whom do you see as the standout players uh, this season going in for manchester city and where do you see little bit of challenge i mean in the terms of top challengers obviously i think and expect city to be targeting and going for the prem but uh, whom do you see as the most difficult challenger and uh, yeah ragvish uh, you can come in yeah sure um, so to uh, to answer your first question i think it's a good time for uh, phil foden to step up plus uh, i think gabriel jesus as well because being the striker uh, uh, he'll have that role and responsibility i don't think there is any competitor out for him right now so he has a good chance to step up and fill those shoes uh, plus ferran torres i'm optimistic about him because he had a good season he was looking good in spain also and even in the start of season he has scored couple of goals and assisted some and he's looking good so i'm optimistic about them uh, challenges um, i'm coming to the second question um, challenges i think this season is going to be uh, you know very interesting actually even in premier league we have uh, like i think top 4 fight is going to be between uh, city chelsea uh, united and liverpool as well um, so all of them as like really decent squad so premier league and ucl is something that i think every city fan wants now because our squad is one of the best squad like we say we know that every from the start of every season we know that city is one of the favorites to win the ucl and one way or the other something happens and you know we kind of mess it up or bad luck and things like that and we don't actually it stinks kind of you know that we deserved that and it ended quite badly so for the top priority i think it's going to be ucl it needs to be added in uh, pep's trophy cabinet in city at least so for me top priority will be ucl and then yeah premier league this season of course premier league is a priority but ucl will be the first tamer what about you what's your perspective on this whom do you see challenging or being the biggest pain for uh, manchester city uh, yeah thank you So once again, first question. I think it's uh, if he can stay fit, I think it's going to be a great year for Kevin De Bruyne. I um, I know City is stacked and they've bought just bought another hundred million player, but quality wise, there is no player in that squad who comes close to Kevin on his day. I still think if he can stay fit, uh, they can challenge on all four fronts. Uh, and I agree in that United City's uh, main focus should be uh, the UCL, but obviously Pep is never going to go just for one trophy. Like you know, this is not. Uh, This is not the 2007 Real Madrid squad that sleeps for La Liga nights and you know comes in comes alive on Champions League nights. So they're going to compete on all four fronts. And as far as uh, the Premier League is concerned, I feel uh, City's biggest competitors are definitely going to be uh, United and Chelsea. Liverpool have they already were a very thin squad and they've lost I think six players this year. I'm not sure. 
and i think it's going to be between those three on uh, chelsea united and uh, city uh, united could fall away i feel at some point because i think even united fans know that their biggest weakness has not been addressed in this uh, in this in this transfer window they don't have a cdm they don't have someone who can partner pogba and uh, i mean you know even as a rival fan i would love to see the old pogba and that can that cannot happen unless he has a destroyer next to him that's why we saw the best of pogba you win this because uh, he had uh, arturo vidal at some point and pirlo at some point he needs someone next to him to do the dirty work and that is what united needed the most and i feel that will bite united but i feel uh, with ronaldo's addition this, they have the firepower to go all the way and i definitely feel it's going to be a three way match up between uh, chelsea city and united i think i feel that's that's what's going to happen yeah yeah that's 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 like very candid of you i mean um, even the kind of squad they have and the kind of manager they have like everyone in football would be rooting for them like you know uh, to at least challenge on all all four fronts and you know really improve their game especially in the champions league i mean i was watching last year's champions league and you know i just felt somehow uh that that you know city were a bit unlucky uh in the final and uh, tottenham uh, sorry uh, chelsea of course you know it's historically a very strong defensive team uh this season uh, do you feel what are your expectations from uh, gabriel jesus i mean will he be the the player that i mean there there has been fair bit of uh, criticism or people doubting him do you feel he is that kind of a man who who pull it off i mean he has been starting regularly and he has been uh, you know getting getting the goals and uh, he scored one goal against arsenal and one goal against norwich and then he got he already has uh, three assists with him already so do you feel uh, gabriel jesus can pull it off and uh, what are your predictions i mean let's just stick to this what's your expectation from uh, gabriel jesus shuja uh i think uh, it's the best time for him to step up because there is no competition anymore for the striking position right uh, last season uh, he he was not in form and uh, pep didn't use him much and he he would rather have de bruyne play false nine or play striker with or play gundogan as a false nine then play gundo hesus uh, so this season at least i see him starting so i hopefully he's in form and obviously he, he, i think this is his season he should uh, he should show that he is meant for manchester city he's pretty young and uh, i mean if if he wants to have a future at manchester city and this is the best time for him to like prove it otherwise you know there are plenty of clubs that would you know gladly take him plenty of clubs who are in search of a cheap striker or you know uh, some so he has a good future but uh, at manchester city i think he has to contribute this season and he has he does play some really good games it's just that he's not that consistent uh, we have seen him play really good against real madrid those are one of the games where i've seen him uh, you know perform at the highest level so uh, the, i expect him to step up but i really don't get why he is playing as a right winger and mares is on the bench i would have rather preferred uh, you know hesus playing as a number 9 and mares playing as a right winger but pep is uh, playing for and torres as a striker and hesus as the right winger 
so that does not make much sense to me i think he would be uh, much more lethal as a nine than he is as a winger so yeah i that's what my opinion is i i would like it if he uh, you know plays somewhere cent- in the center so that you know he can finish because city lacks a lot of finishers uh, when you know de bruyne and sterling are uh, not playing or yeah that's what when they're not playing that regularly so yeah that's my take on it um with gabriel hazus um i think we've waited for a long time for him to come good uh, there was a lot of hype around him when he came in uh, i think just like how uh, united fans marshall i think i think it's somewhat reminiscent of that the, the start was insane it was great and um he scored i think on his uh, very close to his debut if not on his debut and we were really excited to have him as a striker but he's never come good and now godella has openly come out and said that uh, he prefers hazus as a winger hazus himself has said that he enjoys playing there and uh, no matter if he has scored or not the one thing gabriel has given over the years every single game that he's played in is his work rate and i feel as a striker that would be wasted uh, i feel as a winger that's it's really any any side any wing that gabriel plays on the the full back he plays ahead of he's going to have a really good time because gabriel just puts in a shift every single time he plays and if Uh, Guardiola and Gabriel are saying that he's better out on the wing. I'm inclined to believe them, and uh, I'm inclined to believe them because he's never had a, a had as a regular patch as a striker. He always uh, he gets these purple patches. He scores uh, in a few games, three, four games, three or like a maximum of five games, and then he disappears. If you play fantasy, you know this because um, if you ever buy Gabriel Jesus, you're bound to be disappointed, and uh, and it's a very surprising thing because he plays up front and most most of the midfielders, but he doesn't get the returns. and he comes he comes and goes he has his purple patches he scores he scores a couple and then he disappears and then you don't see him for the rest of the season and i feel that's why you can't rely on him as a number 9 and if if finally both are coming out if both parties are coming out and saying that gabriel is better on the wing i'm inclined to believe it i feel he'll do great on the wing his work rate will be really used his brazilian trickery i feel will be used and as long as someone else can step up with the goals and they don't have to rely on gabriel for goals i think i think his best position is on the wing because So he has never convinced me at striker. Is honest. it safe to say that City are going in the season without an out and out striker? Because the out and out striker, at least on paper, was Gabriel Jesus, and uh, like as this discussion has shown a little bit more light, uh, mm. he's and he's he's like perceived or considered as a winger. So mm-hmm. good idea, bad idea. How do you see that happening? I feel it's a good idea. I feel it's a good idea to have Gabriel uh, get a lot of experience in two positions, and it's not like because we play winger that he forgets how to play striker. We can have him come in like we we need something different because he can still do it. He had that really good goal against Liverpool, playing off playing as a playing as a striker. He can do it. I feel uh, we have two Gabriels now: the Gabriel the winger and Gabriel the striker. And it's never a bad thing to have a player become versatile. But I think I think City is going to go. uh the season like you said without a without an out and out number 9 i think the goals are going to come in from everywhere uh yeah so in my opinion i think it's too soon to say if it's he, if he's going to be a success in the wing or not uh based on the recent games of course uh, he's looking good but if you compare with the likes of mares who actually plays in that position i think uh, he's not on that level yet so maybe pep's experimenting and you know if he gets enough time it could it is possible that you know he he the results might be good but i think it's too soon to say um but right now yeah he's looking promising for sure and the best thing will be to you know for him to be consistent because that's what he's lacking so if we if he gets enough game 
and he plays in that same position and if he is consistent then do no doubt about it you know then of course he brings work rate and with him being a striker that could go to uh, waste a little bit but i think uh, he needs to play some more time on that same wing position to see what happens and i think it's right time right now because things are just starting up and we have time to do those experiments rather than doing it in the final stages of ucl uh, so it's better to you know strengthen your squad test your squad and versatility of players so yeah let's see i mean i'm uh, i'd like to see him play in that position see how it turns out yeah great 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 that being said uh, what are your expectations from the uh, like like from the premier league overall whom do you see as the top four contenders this season for for uh, in the premier league starting from shuja so i actually have uh, two sorts of top four uh, being a city fan i'm always going to say manchester city is going to win and uh, you know followed by uh, manchester united uh, sorry followed by chelsea manchester united and liverpool uh, and the other version of my top four would be manchester city liverpool chelsea and united because uh, if liverpool has their starting 11 uh, you know not completely like not injured or you know completely fit and they play all their games without any injuries um then i think like the like like the like like it was the situation for them when they won the premier league uh, i doubt i don't think there were many injuries and they, it it was a pretty flawless season for them so if it is a similar season i expect them to finish second at least but if not i really think chelsea have the squad and the manager to pull it through and when it comes to uh, united i really don't uh, think they have the proper tactics or the manager who can uh, pull off a premier league win Uh, he might beat city on his day but at the end of the day leagues are won by consistency i don't think uh, they will be that consistent enough ronaldo will give them a lot of goals but uh, the people who are really happy or like overhyped or what do you say uh, really they think that you know varan and ronaldo are going to like you know change their uh, future or you know do something like give them win them a champions league not to forget like jaden sancho as well i mean <laughs> the limelight well. is almost lost on jaden sancho by ronaldo uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he also exists so anyways uh, i don't think uh, they've been following football that much over the years if they think varan is the same defender he was you know two years back uh, he i mean why would real madrid let, let him go okay like especially when you know they didn't purchase a lot in the center back area there is a reason why they let let him go and he is he's not the same defender he was and you know, while he is good in uh, one on ones or he is pretty fast i see see him uh, getting wrecked in counter attacks so uh, and same goes for ronaldo as well he will have his good games but at the end of the day when you have someone like bruno Pogba and Ronaldo in your team. Uh, I think the work rate, uh, you know, goes really low, and uh, there's no. And obviously, we know how good Fred is with his passing and his defending. And uh, for some reason, uh, even Ole does not like, uh, you know, changing his CDM tactics. I think uh, old Marshall, not Marshall, old Matic is much better than Fred. And uh, McTominay as well is not of the, I don't know, top four level. I would say. uh there are if you see the cdms in other teams like fabinho uh jorginho or uh city's rodri uh, i don't think scott mcnominy 
uh, holds a candle to any of them. So that's uh, that's for them, and uh, yeah, and uh, that's why I think uh, it will still be a pretty season. Uh, even in the when it comes to the Champions League, I don't know if they can win. It's never a surety. Even the best team that has ever played football cannot like you know say at the start of the season whether they're going to win it or not. But they'll definitely uh, make it to the knockout stages and they'll go far in the tournament. Uh, they have a really tough group with PSG in it. Uh, we'll see another oil classico. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the classic of the Middle East. Anyway, uh, coming in, uh, bringing in Raghvesh. Uh, like, what are your predictions or what are your like? You know, you can shed some light on on what do you oh, think? Also, also, uh, if I can just. Uh, I read, I not read, sorry, I heard one of the um, United, Manchester United podcast uh, the earlier day and some, I mean, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I'll just back you guys up. Uh, he Somebody said that uh, Ronaldo has won Champions League less than Liverpool. Uh, I would also like to say that he has two more than Manchester United. So, that's, that's the scene. Uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not... <laughs> Okay, so that's the yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I was just reading the other day. Uh, you know, not taking anything away from uh, Ronaldo and his glamour, but uh, Salah has more goals in Premier League in lesser matches than Ronaldo. But then again, he is up there with the best. So, you know, like, I'm very excited to get him back and watch him. Like, I guess everyone is. It's just just good good business, good football, good viewership with Ronaldo coming back. Yeah, coming to you, Raghvesh. Yeah, sure. So, I think uh, number four, I think I'll give, I think Liverpool is going to finish number four. Even on the contingency that uh, they don't lose uh, their, like, for example, last season, Van Dijk was out. And it turned out to be a disaster for them. Although they finished fourth, but it was looking like they won't be able to do that. So even with yeah, Dijk, they I finished think... third, yeah. <laughs> they sorry, finished sorry. third, and uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. it was yeah, a close, just, close just... call. My bad. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, and then third, I think Manchester United. Um, they have invested in the squad. I think it's looking great. Um, but I think they'll finish still third because there are some challenges that they haven't fixed yet. Uh, I'm, if I'm being realistic, I think City will finish second, although I want them to win. But being realistic, I think it's City uh, who is going to finish second. Um, Chelsea first, because uh, the challenge with Chelsea last season, one of the biggest issues was that, uh, you know, the striker, like Werner, Abraham, they were not, uh, you know, up to the mark. Like Werner was missing a lot of uh, setters. And Giroud, like, given his timing, he was okay, but he was not a regular starter. So they have actually solved that problem through Lukaku. Uh, he's looking good. He was performing really good at Belgium. I think they have solved this issue. The squad has stepped and everything. So, it look looks looks like a very balanced squad. So, I'm going with that. And I think Chelsea can uh, Chelsea will finish first. Uh, as far as my predictions are concerned, um, on the domestic front, uh, I think I agree in that I think it's between uh, Chelsea and City. It's it's anyone's call. I really, don't, I really can't split the ball. I, Really can't split them both. Um, Chelsea, like he said, was was the, almost a complete outfit last year. They had they are stacked in every department. They are uh, tactically really good. They grind out the one nil wins. They're defensively solid. They have amazing attackers. And the only the only missing hole was a 
a 20 or 25 goals year striker and they got that in Romelu Lukaku and I think um, Chelsea City's biggest competitor this uh, this season United is going to be a lot of fun to watch I mean on their day I think when they're going to win they're going to win 5-0 6-0 like this today you know they struggled they struggled for much of the first half but they came up with four goals there's so much firepower in that team but like Shuja said uh, league runs and Arnold on uh, you know those five is final six wins they they have one on the one nil uh, the tough wins you know the, the games you just had to grind out and i think uh, uh, with if united had bought a cdm they would definitely have been my top contender even more than chelsea but i think it's really going really going to bite them in the back once the season they're going to slow down at some point and they're going to win a lot of games it's going to be a lot of fun to watch ronaldo score a lot of goals but i feel they haven't addressed their uh, their primary weakness and i think it's between chelsea and city it's a toss up really i mean i'm always going to say city so i would say city first uh, chelsea second united a third and i would give fourth to liverpool uh, even yeah it's exactly like you said even if all the players stay fit i think uh, klopp cycle at liverpool into an end he has to renew he has to start the cycle over again that's what guardiola has done so well uh, after the the 198 point couple of seasons he got 100 points in one season and he got 98 in the next and that team died a natural death and he renewed all over again and i think it's time for klopp to do that because i think this team is has almost run its course so that that would be my standing as far as the premier league is concerned um domestically they always do well fa cup and carabao cup but i don't think that's anyone's concern i don't, I don't think that's where uh, the expectations are for guardiola for champions league i think uh, the minimum they have to do is another final but i have to be realistic here i don't see them going at it again uh, last year was their best year it was a it was a year affected by covid-19 the fixture congestion and they had the perfect team they had like i said the, the depth helped them uh, navigate the insane fixture schedule and they reached all the way to the final i feel that was the best chance they should have wrapped it up then uh somehow i don't see them making it proper till later this year especially since all the other teams have gotten much stronger i don't see city doing i mean but i think uh, semi finals would be good obviously i want them to win it but i don't see that happening i think semi finals would be good quarter final semi final somewhere around that mark all the other teams have strengthened strengthened too much for them to for city to have another tilt but let's see maybe i, I hope i'm proven wrong and yeah that's my expectations for the season that pretty much brings us to the end of of this podcast and this episode uh, it was wonderful to have you guys and hopefully we'll i mean more than happy to host you um, in the near future as well thank you so much for joining thanks so much it was, it was so much fun yeah thanks thanks everyone it was really good